0: Well, hello, everyone. This is Caitlin. And this is Jessica. And this is Calling All Spirits. How are you
1: doing, Jess? I am. I'm really good. We have been running around doing some last-minute Christmas things and shopping. And we got to go to the Museum of Natural Science because my son's obsessed with trains. And they have their trains over Texas every year, which is so cool.
0: That is awesome.
1: I know. I know. So we got to go see that. Um, and I mean, we've been to that museum so many times, but it's so cool. And so we still go explore all the parts of it. And um, yeah, it was really fun. And then, oh, I thought of us, Caitlin, because yesterday we went to the mall. We braved the mall and um, we were doing Christmas shopping and I was in the toy section looking for my nephews. And there was a Ouija board. And I was like, (laughs) I don't know why. I mean, I know they still sell them, but I don't know why every time I see like one out in the wild, I'm still like, oh, my God, that's a Ouija board. (laughs) Like, I still am shocked. They're real. They're not a myth. Yes. I don't know why. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with them being sold, but it's like I still get surprised that they're being sold (laughs) um, for whatever reason. So I was like, oh, that makes me think of Kate. And so I showed my husband, and he's like, no. I'm like, okay, fine. Fine. (laughs)
0: Fine. Yeah, he draws a pretty hard line on that one, and I can't say that I blame him.
1: No, and he is so open to, like, everything else I do. Even that was one of the things I asked for Christmas was dousing rods. And so he's like, I will get you dousing rods. So I'm like
0: jealous. I totally want some dousing rods. Although mine did get me a new set of cards. So I can't be upset.
1: No, that's right. Well, I, I mean, I don't. They're on Amazon. <laughs> mine are just coming off of Amazon. So No,
0: fair. Like I may have to get them for myself as like a late birthday, yeah. early Christmas present. Because like, yeah, I posted them on my Instagram for the Cardamancy page. And like they're Necronomicon tarot cards and they're like all kinds of weird and interesting you can tell they're clearly up my alley but i'm like i'm like he's asked do what is there a book that i want i'm like not really nothing that's jumped to mind i usually because i do so many audiobooks through the library now and like there was nothing immediate that i needed for the podcast because i'm still breaking down what research i need to do for next season right i was like ooh, but these came across my uh the Instagram feed and I kind of like them he says we have Barnes and Noble points if you want them can you find Aww, it there and I was like great. yes
1: <laughs> no it's awesome I was impressed with Barnes and Noble because they had a whole card selection like a bunch of decks which I mean I knew they had a few but I was surprised at like how many they had and then I love they had little, little mini pocket tarot and like all a pocket little <laughs> crystal ball. I mean, all this. I was like taking pictures of everything. I'll have to share them on Instagram. But I was like, this is really cool. Like, go go uh, Barnes and Noble. And um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the dowsing rods. It's funny. And I say this with love because I know my mom listens. She is so supportive in everything I do. But it was funny. I put those on my list, and it's like everybody kind of avoided them. Like, which I am so grateful for. What. I'm getting, because, you know, when you get to be an adult, you basically pick out what yeah, what you get. Effectively. And I am, I am beyond grateful, but I was like, Chris, I don't know if anybody's going to get these for him. He's like, I will get you the dowsing rods. I was like, thank you. Oh, <laughs> so you like,
0: that's sweet. I,
1: yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to play with them. So, um, But anyway, that's all I'm doing. What about you?
0: I got to spend the weekend doing kind of random Christmassy stuff with a friend of mine. And it was super bizarre. We went. um, So first we had brunch yesterday because she came into town yesterday morning Mm -hmm. and we had brunch with her great aunt who's in her 80s. And I adore her. She's fantastic. And then like we went from there to Fredericksburg in Texas. Like and for anyone who's been there or has seen their posts on Instagram or Facebook or what have you. Like, it is a quintessential little German town in the middle of Texas, and so, like, you can imagine how they do Christmas, and two weekends before Christmas, it was absolutely dead. That's crazy. Like, we found parking downtown in less than five minutes. Which is I, I'm i very worried that I missed something. Like, part of me is, like, obviously inflation has people staying home, because this is not a cheap town. Like, right. bless my friend for uh, buying all of the drinks that we played with. But, <laughs> like... It was super quiet, like, weekday in the middle of May kind of quiet.
1: It, which, yeah, if anybody knows, that's so weird. Like, that doesn't And it was happen. a nice
0: day. It wasn't mm-hmm. raining or snowy or icy or anything. It yeah. was literally, I think it was, like, 60 degrees outside, but and it was right. a nice breeze. It was just enough to need a sweater. It was just so bizarre. So, like, we had fun, but I'm just, like, in a whiskey distillery... The staff were vegging in the front room because there was no one there when we got there at four thirty in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, that's totally bizarre. But how did like, they do I don't understand. Did they have everything like decorated so cool for Christmas and just go all out?
0: Yes, they oh, they had it. so many reeds and lights and everything up. And like so we wandered around just walking yeah. around downtown, popping in and out of the candy stores and stuff because we are still children.
1: Of course. Um, yeah.
0: We also <laughs> we got stuck in Johnson City because we didn't realize that the Christmas lights are so big there. Oh, yeah. Um, and so and because like it's literally the main route to and from Fredericksburg if yeah. you're going to Austin. Like so we were driving through. We're like, what what is with this traffic? Like it's bad even for bad And so I looked it up. I'm like, oh, they have their Christmas lights thing going. And it was mostly due to the crossing guard cops stopping traffic so that people could cross because they don't have enough stoplights crossing all the way up near the um, bigger buildings. So, like, it was frustrating traffic. But we did do a quick loop around and we're like, okay, these are pretty fantastic lights. I can see why everybody's here. And that was completely unforeseen because, like, when I lived in Johnson City, like, it was for what? A month and a half, two months in the middle of February and March. Like, I'd never been there at Christmas, so it didn't even occur to me. And that was a happy little accident that we got a little bit of a kick out of.
1: Oh, I love it. We used to go stay at a friend's ranch either every Thanksgiving or, like, most Christmases. And we'd always drive into Johnson City to, like, see the... I love that area of Texas so much. That's so cool.
0: It is so cute and so quaint. And, like, what's it? Like, the twinkliest little city in Texas or something this time of year? Yeah. It It is adorable.
1: It was that or Blanco. We'd go to Blanco, too. Like, we'd go. I
0: love Blanco. Honestly, one of our favorite distilleries that we found in Texas is in Blanco now. Yeah. It's fantastic.
1: Oh, I love it. Well, I'm excited. We're both kind of getting in the Christmas spirit, um, yeah. which does kind of go with, our, well, it does go with our podcast because our podcast, I feel like today is more of like a PSA of like what not <laughs> to buy your children for Christmas. <laughs> That's way I can wrap my head around it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, gonna- by and large, we support buying used and, like, Goodwill we yes. are big fans of. Thrift stores, secondhand stores, 100%, left, right, and yeah. center. Just be careful and maybe bring your dowsing rods when you go shopping this holiday season.
1: Yes, and I don't know if this, we're, this is going to be a reoccurring theme every year. Maybe it will. But, we're, yeah, this is a little... Tell about some gifts that went wrong. So what to avoid <laughs> as you're shopping this holiday season. And we're going to start. We're going to be talking about some dolls and um, some very haunted
0: toys things. in general, because I don't know if mine oh, count true. as dolls, that's but true.
1: that's true. yours definitely
0: haunted doll. Hundred percent. haunted yes. doll. Yes,
1: yes. And so we're going to start with Annabelle. And um, the whole plan was to do Annabelle and Robert the doll, but um, he terrified us. And we are scared to talk about
0: him. I mean, to be fair, Annabelle is terrifying. Yeah. But she doesn't have a reputation for going after people outside of her state to the point where they have bad luck until they write an apology letter.
1: Yeah. No, I know. Like,
0: yeah, he's he's a force to be reckoned with. And I'm very okay waiting until we can get the people who run the museum that he lives in to come on and talk on the pod and tell us the story. Because, like, no...
1: No, because we've had requests for him, and it's not that we don't want to cover him. I will speak for myself. I am a complete scaredy cat when it comes to Robert the doll, and I don't even want to research him. So, yes, we need somebody else that's done all of this research, that feels comfortable talking about Robert the doll to come on. Um, so, um, so we're going to talk about Annabelle. Like, that's better, but it didn't seem quite as
0: She doesn't scary. come after people, I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. To a, To a different extent, she absolutely does. Yeah. But, like, it... I don't know. And I would like this to be known throughout all of the podverse. <laughs> Jess volunteered for this. <laughs> I did not force it on her.
1: No, I did. Because I'm like, that won't be... She won't be bad. And then, um... Yeah, we'll talk about it. Because about halfway through, I messaged Caitlin. I'm like, who picked this topic? Um, who thought this would be a great idea? Oh, yeah, it was me. <laughs> this was my <laughs> idea. So, yeah, I kind of, but that's okay. I, we, it's done. It's researched. We're about to talk about her. So, I mean, should we just dive in?
0: I think we Anathel, should the doll? dive in and just investigate <laughs> those tiny little doll hands and all the danger they wreak.
1: Okay, here we go. Do so you let's... have a
0: drink? Like, you do have something to fortify yourself, right?
1: No, but I have hot tea, water, and a little Palo Santo
0: stick in Do you need to get a glass of wine before we start?
1: <laughs> no, I
0: will be Maybe okay. a gin and tonic or something?
1: <laughs> I, this is going to be fine. I've read it all. It's, it's going to be fine. I can do this. So, let's set the scene. Our story today is about a couple who begins to experience terrifying supernatural occurrences involving a vintage doll shortly after their home is invaded by satanic cultists. Okay, just kidding. That's actually the <laughs> official description of the 2014. <laughs> <Analy>. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> the real story is about a doll manufacturer, his wife, and their daughter who was tragically killed in an automobile accident. Twelve years later, the couple welcomed a nun and several girls from a shuttered orphanage into their home, where they became the target of the dollmaker's possessed creation, Annabelle. Okay, just kidding. I couldn't help myself. That's the plot in 2017. So basically, just to throw that out there, if you've seen the movies, yeah, nothing in those movies except for there was a couple called the Warrens is real. So,
0: and the doll's name was annabelle that and the part doll's was true name
1: was annabelle so rest real, of it not so much yeah no so the real annabelle doll unlike the version shown in the movie which is horrifying um she looks really mm-hmm. yeah awful she looks really plain and unassuming um and actually many children including some of our listeners probably had this doll growing up because she is a raggedy ann doll which um, it's actually a little scarier because she doesn't look scary. Um, the doll in the movie. Which- I mean,
0: to be fair, most serial killers also don't look like serial killers. How often do we hear about them being a pillar of the community, actively involved in civic duties or God forbid members of the church? Like it's it's it's, it's the unassuming ones are the ones you have to be worried about, which is why I'm very proud of the fact that no one questions that I am an odd duck.
1: <laughs> very true <laughs> very true this is a great point yeah she she does she doesn't look scary however according to the Warrens who we'll talk about this particular doll known as Annabelle is possessed by an inhuman spirit who is looking for a human host but let's actually start at the real beginning and explore the history and origins of this infamous doll known as Annabelle and I will say I mean, it's worth noting that this information comes The what I'm using. Come from the Warren's longtime biographer, Gerald Brittle and his work, the demonologist. But I mean, we really can't back this story up. It's really the Warren story. So I even tried to get on ancestry and tried to Google some of these names and I came up with nothing. Um, And it also depends on the version of the story you're hearing. The names, the ages, the dates, the people involved tend to change. So my version comes from Mr. Brittle's book, but I've heard other versions as completely different names. But as the story goes, in 1970, Deidre, some versions call her Donna, received a very special gift from her mother for her birthday. Uh, She was thrilled to receive a vintage Raggedy Ann doll from the 1950s as she had loved this character since she was really little and it was a really special and sentimental gift for her. She brought the doll back to her apartment that she shared with another nurse. They were both nurses named Laura or some accounts call her Angie. So (laughs) we're already having some issues with with name changes, but that's okay. (laughs) We're going to keep going in the beginning the doll was simply a thoughtful gift and they sat her in the living room and she kind of greeted them as they came into the apartment nothing too scary but soon things were about to take a turn for the strange and a little creepy so the roommates first began to notice that it seemed like the doll was moving around the room by herself so when they left she'd be in the living room but when they returned she'd be in a completely different place or she'd actually be in a completely different room the book described an incident in which the roommates found the doll kneeling in this really unusual position when they got home and despite their efforts to try to like recreate it they never could and the doll kept falling over they'd also i heard of one account where she'd be standing on her little legs which really isn't possible
0: Like, if in the off chance you haven't seen a Raggedy Ann doll, like, they are floppy. They are cloth dolls. There is nothing firm or wired or supportive about them. Like, the doll that's in the movies, oddly enough, is better able to be posed in a lot of these positions. So, when you hear, like, yeah, she was standing up or she was kneeling, you can think about the doll from the movies. You're like, yeah, anybody could do that. No, no, Raggedy Ann dolls, they're like, they're less firm than Cabbage Patch dolls. They are all cloth, cotton, and filling. Like, there is nothing about them. That could be made to kneel or stand no. or anything like. No. N- unless you fill it with a wireframe, Raggedy Ann ain't going to do this.
1: No, her little legs, they can't support the weight of the doll. It's just impossible. It's, it's not possible. And if that wasn't strange enough, then the women began finding random notes around their apartment reading, Help us, help me, or help Cal. What made these notes even stranger was that they were written on parchment paper, which they claimed they didn't even own that. They didn't even have parchment paper in their apartment. So that's really weird.
0: I mean, people don't have parchment paper in 2023 with the hipster movement having come in a little bit gone. Like yeah. in the 1970s, who would have parchment paper?
1: Exactly. Especially
0: if, this was, if it was actual parchment paper. Like, isn't that animal skin?
1: I don't know. Maybe. I want to say that was
0: vellum. I could be making that up. I know I I, I make a big deal about the fact that I study history, but don't take my word for that one.
1: (laughs) And I'm not sure, but it's just really bizarre. Now, one afternoon when Deidre was away, Angie's boyfriend, Cal, and in some versions, by the way, he's known as Lou, um, was in the apartment. He heard rustling sounds coming from Deidre's room. And upon inspection, he found no signs of forced entry. But he did notice the Annabelle doll was in the room. So that's not good. And then suddenly he felt a searing pain on his chest and looked down to find bloody claw marks running across it. Um, Now, other versions of this say that um, he was napping and he was awoken when he saw little Annabelle running at the foot of the bed. And Mm -mm. then she attacked him. Yeah. Mm -mm. So there's kind of different versions of that. Anyway, he was attacked and had bloody claw marks. Um, which also, with a Ruggedy Ann doll, there's nothing sharp on that doll. Right? Yeah, no. Um, now- like the
0: hardest thing on her, I think, might be the button eyes. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Not to give you
0: Coraline nightmares, but the hardest thing about her are the button eyes.
1: Exactly. Now, de- uh, desperate for answers, the women invited a medium over to the apartment to get some help with their paranormal problem. They held a seance, and the medium revealed that the doll was possessed by the spirit of a seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins, whose body was discovered on the same site where their apartment building was constructed years ago. I did look up an ancestry and tried to find an Annabelle Higgins in that general area around that age, or at least close, a young girl. Yeah, I couldn't find anything. So I did at least try. I I put it out there. Um, Now, the medium claimed that the spirit was benevolent and just wanted to be loved and cared for. The ladies felt sad for the spirit and consented to allow her to take up pers- permanent residence in the doll and they would take care of her. So, they have a new roommate.
0: Who yeah. doesn't pay rent, by the way. Rude.
1: It, and it's just really creepy.
0: Um, <laughs> on top of if it. If she was cleaning up or, like, doing her yeah. share of the chores yeah. or not trying to kill me, I would absolutely be <laughs> down, like, for the record... Anyone living in my house and any house I've ever lived in, if you're helping provide income to the household or taking care of the house Mm -hmm. and not interfering with anyone's sleep, absolutely able to hang out. No stress, no big, no wig. Yeah. Everything else, like, you better have a damn good reason for being here.
1: Exactly. Now, however, that really didn't help because the paranormal activity continued and began to grow darker and more violent. Um, And the women decided that Annabelle was just getting upset or frustrated. And then it may be best to help her move from the doll into the light, if you will. Like, let's move her on into the afterlife because she's not really happy here anymore. So they contacted a local priest called Father Hegan, who informed his superior, Father Cook, of what was going on. And it was actually Father Cook who contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Um... So the doll's name, according to the medium, was Annabelle Higgin, and the priest's name was Hegan. Hegan, yeah.
1: So Higgins is like H-I-G-G-E-N-S, and this is mm-hmm. H-E-G-A-N. And I heard it pronounced Hegan on some other okay. podcasts. So all right. I, was, I was thinking, like, if
0: they were more similar, I'd be like, all right, y'all, you have to at least try when <laughs> yeah. you're telling these stories. But that's valid. They're yeah. spelled completely different. They look, they hear. D. Okay.
1: Yeah. Continue. And I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. Um, So a little background on the Warrens, because they warrant their own episode. So we're not going to do a Mm -hmm. deep dive, but just in case you're not familiar, Ed and Lorraine Warren were legendary paranormal investigators of the 20th century, uh, really known for their work on many famous cases, including the Amityville Horror, the Enfield Haunting, the Perrin Family Farmhouse, which is what inspired The Conjuring movie, and of course, Annabelle. And for the better part of 50 years, the Warrens investigated paranormal activity around the world. Ed had developed an interest in the paranormal after growing up in a house that he believed to be haunted, and then he later became a self taught demonologist. And his wife, Lorraine, um, discovered her clairvoyant abilities at a young age and had her first experience when she was around nine years old. And she was also able to see auras, which I always think is really cool. Great. In 1952, the married couple founded the New England Society for Psychic Research. Um, which is credited as one of the oldest paranormal research organizations in the United States. They also created their own occult museum in the basement, which we're going to get to a little later. And they were both devout Roman Catholics and worked closely with the Catholic Church on their investigations and multiple exorcisms over the years. So that's a little background on the wards who have now been called in. Um, so they, they were deeply worried about the safety of the women and were convinced that the situation had become even more serious When the roommate started showing sympathy towards the doll and attempted to help it, that's, I guess, when it took a turn, the Warrens were of the view that the spirit was actually a malevolent force seeking a human host rather than the friendly little girl they thought it was. Now, the Warrens' account states, and I quote, "...spirits do not possess inanimate objects like houses or toys. They possess people." An inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or object, and that is what occurred in the Annabelle case. This spirit manipulated the doll and created the illusion of it being alive in order to get recognition. Truly, the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll. It was looking to possess a human host. And that was their take
0: on what was happening.
1: Now, this is where I have some... Well, I mean, I have a lot of questions. I
0: shouldn't say this is where the <laughs> questions come up, but... This is where the questions start. Yes, yeah. a better way of putting <laughs> Maybe,
1: that. yes. Because they noted that the evidence to support their claim of demonic possession were teleportation, the doll moved, materialization, the paper notes, and the mark of the beast, which was the boyfriend's clawed chest. But, I mean, teleportation... Materialization, that, to me, that does not say demon, but...
0: I mean, we can also refer you back to my uh, take on demons in our It's Not a Demon episode. Like, I may have been mistaken about the Ouija history, like, based on what we learned from Brandon, but... Right. Like... I still maintain my take on demons where they're just different kinds of spirits. And we tend to use demon as a verb. Yeah, exactly. When you go back through history. So, like, sure, we'll call it a demon. Like your definition of a demon before we continue. But, yes. <laughs> exactly. I guess that's why
1: I was like, this is just the first of many questions. But mm-hmm. that's one of them. Um, now, due to the urgency of the situation, the Warrens promptly requested an exorcism of the apartment, who was which was performed by Father Cook. And instead of destroying the doll, the Warrens decided to take her home with them to prevent her from harming anyone else.
0: Because That she- is where the first question about yeah. the monetary gain comes in for me, too, where I'm like, it's a demon. We have to exercise the apartment, but leave the doll alone. We're going to put her in our museum.
1: Exactly. Now, because she was so dangerous, the Warrens took great care in her transport. They buckled the doll into the back seat of their car and chose to avoid highways in case she tried to cause them to have an accident. And they mm-hmm. said, however, despite taking precautions, they experienced problems with their brakes stalling or failing on several occasions. And it wasn't until Ed pulled holy water from his bag and doused the doll with it did their car troubles end. And after they arrived home, Ed and Lorraine placed the doll in Ed's study. But the activity continued. I mean,
0: no still, kidding.
1: It's still a haunted doll. Um, <laughs> she began to levitate. She began to move around the home. And they said at one point they placed Annabelle in an office in a locked-out building. But somehow she returned to their main house. So
0: again, like I'm putting disbelief aside, right. and I'm. Looking at the logic of the story, internally speaking, the logic of the story dictates, duh, mm-hmm. she has a reputation for teleporting. Yeah. The levitating is new, but also that would explain why she was able to stand when she's a raggedy and doll. right. Like, right. knowing the story, if it's true, you you know the history of the doll in the yeah. apartment that you just pulled it from. You wanted to bring it home because it'd be safer there, and you're surprised that it's doing the same thing it did there. I
1: know. I know. That surprised me that that this is, the, I mean, eventually I'll I'll share what they did to keep her from doing that. But it's like, why didn't you do that to start with? Unless maybe they, maybe they thought with the exorcism, well, no, I would say maybe they thought the exorcism helped. But then the car ride home, they're saying she's like causing all kinds of trouble. So, you know, it's still attached to the doll.
0: So. Yeah, like the internal logic of the story begs the question, yeah. duh.
1: Yeah, I know. I know, so eventually they came up with a plan and they locked the doll up for good. They had a specially made glass in wood case constructed upon which they inscribed the Lord's Prayer and St. Michael's Prayer, and the final touch was a sign that read, Warning, positively do not open. And it said that periodically for the remainder of his life, Ed would say a binding prayer over the case ensuring that the sinister spirit remained trapped. But since she was locked up, She hasn't moved again, but that doesn't mean there haven't been other victims. So, one of the victims was supposedly a priest who didn't believe in her demonic power and left off the warnings and he picked Annabelle up. And on his way home, he was involved in a near-fatal crash that totaled his car and he claimed to have seen the doll in his rearview mirror before impact. Now, the other victim was years later, another visitor disregarded warnings and tapped on the glass of of the Annabelle case and laughed at how silly people were to believe in her. But then on his way home, he reportedly lost control of his motorcycle and crashed headfirst into a tree and was killed instantly. His girlfriend, who barely survived, claimed that at the time of the accident, they had been joking about the doll so the I'm just laughing
0: about the Freudian slip there the murder cycle that killed him
1: oh did <laughs> I'm say i not laughing that he died I'm not I'm not no I'm, no
0: no 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 I'm laughing I because mean, like right before like cycle. had he not had he survived the crash I'd have been like oh that's a funny way to say it like giggle 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 but the the motorcycle that killed him you accidentally called the murder cycle oh, and I am no. well I am just well. dying at the word slip Murder cycle. <laughs> Maybe it was Annabelle. She's like I'm... honestly, we could go into James Dean and how sometimes the machines just want to kill us. I know. Um,
1: oh, but I didn't even know no, I
0: did sorry. that. Sorry, it is a tragedy. Like no laughter well, on that part. No. But just <clears throat> The I fact that you like, called it a motorcycle right before he died.
1: I was wondering why you were cracking up because I'm like, I was talking about a guy dying. <laughs> <You're> like <loose. laughs> That makes more sense now. That yeah, makes more sorry. sense. No, it's okay. That makes sense because I was like, what, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, my
0: twisted brain, you never know what I'm going to find funny. <laughs> but that one I could explain at least.
1: No, you can explain that. Well, today, Annabelle still sits in her glass case in the Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut. Um, it's run by their daughter, Judy, and her husband, Tony Spira. And Spira was considered by Ed Warren to be his demonology protege. And entrusted him with continuing his work, including caring for his occult artifacts. Um, And Spear has said when asked, is it the most dangerous object in the museum? And his reply is always, yes. To doubter, Spear likens playing with Annabelle to playing Russian roulette. So this is his quote about her. He says, there might be just one bullet in the gun, but would you still pull the trigger? Or would you just put the gun down and not take the risk? So that one second one right there yeah yeah exactly exactly um so i'm gonna let everyone make up their own mind on annabelle there are some devout believers there are some that complete think she's a complete hoax i mean what's hard for me is that sadly the names of annabelle's victims have never been divulged uh the roommates father cook or father hegan have never come forward to speak about their experiences so really all we have to go by again is the warren's personal account
0: and, and the Warrens' reputation is not stellar. It's so perfect. That's exactly what I was saying. Their own
1: history is complicated because many have claimed to have debunked their work. And some assert that the objects in their museum are mostly fraudulent, citing doctored photos, exaggerated storytelling. Um. So we may never know the truth about Annabelle. But as Tony Spira said, would you want to take the risk? I don't think I would. I don't know no. how it how I feel about it, but I wouldn't want to take the risk. You know, I feel like it's just leave, leave it alone.
0: Just leave. 100%. Like, I may pick apart the Warrens' history and their habit
1: mm-hmm. or
0: accounts that are, like, you know, exaggerated, like you said, or completely fabricated. Mm-hmm. I will pull that apart storyline by storyline, right. but will I touch Annabelle? No. Yeah, 100% ex- no. I'm very okay without that. Thank you.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly. And if anybody wants to see the real Annabelle, I mean, there are tons of pictures online. I did go to the occult. I, I googled their museum, and it appears that it's closed. And it seems like it has been closed for a little while. So I don't know that you can still actually go to the museum. Um, I actually
0: thought that Begins had Annabelle. I don't know where I got that idea. Well,
1: I wonder because I don't know. And I didn't Google that. It, she keeps popping up in the occult museum. But a podcast about this I listened to did say, now, and, and he may have taken it later, but at the time of the podcast, that they just said someone offered a million dollars for the doll and they turned it down. Because they felt it was too dangerous. They didn't want to, like, let her out. But I, my first thought was, what is that, Zach? Bagans or bagans, however we say it, but like, yeah, like he has
0: it, bagans. Uh, he has he has a story online because naturally we have the computers here. I'm googling.
1: Yeah. yeah, Google. Apparently,
0: he touched Annabelle because she led him to do so.
1: <laughs> oh no!
0: In case we wondered if Mister Please Possess Me and do something interesting was dumb enough to touch Annabelle, yes, oh, the answer no. is yes. Oh,
1: did he say but like what happened?
0: Did he just that? Let's see. What do you want, Annabelle? Zach can be heard asking in the clip. Hovering over the doll and what he describes as an investigation. I love the way that they phrased it as they described as an investigation. (laughs) Because honestly, like the fact that he looms over things and hovers over things and asks for problems, that does make the word investigation a little bit dicey. Yeah. So he's asked in the clip while he's hovering over her and a, quote, figure appears out of her and then went into me. Captain possession got possessed. Go figure. Um, the following day, a lightning bolt struck a pole near his car and left a huge <gasps> gash in its wake.
1: Holy cow.
0: My question is, was the gash in the ground, the car, or him? I mean,
1: he survived, so it had to have been just something near him.
0: Yeah, but we've known people who survived lightning strikes. I know. it hit
1: something else first. Well, that is true, but I, I feel like that would have made the news. Like, if he had been struck by lightning, like, that would have been all over the news. So, that makes That's me think valid. it didn't hit him. Um... But I don't. And then, know. like, yeah this
0: this article came out in 2017, and um, they even end it with uh, Begin's collects unusual items via Colton displays them, but the doll is still a property of Ed and Lorraine Warren, and it is in Connecticut. So okay,
1: so I, see, that was my thought. I when I heard that million dollar offer, I I, I was like, that has to be him for his museum.
0: Oh God, yeah, hundred percent. So that might have been where I got the idea that yeah. he had yeah. Annabelle was because that rumor went around for a hot minute.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Some of the properties he's tried to. Well, speaking of serial killers, he was trying to buy um, the second Manson murder house too, or he did buy yeah. it. Yeah, I can't remember. I know
0: he has the cauldron from Ed Gein.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah. I mean, um, so yeah. It, I mean, it's really interesting. Like I said, I I don't know. I keep go. I go back and forth between it's a complete hoax, and then maybe there's some truth to it. Just the story we know. Is, I mean, it, I, and I still also am on the same page as you with Demon, so I'm not saying all that. But, I mean, maybe there's something to it. Maybe it's just got bad energy. I mean... Exactly.
0: Like, my, my <sighs> guess is grain of truth, exaggerate yeah. the story.
1: That's what I kind of feel, too. That's what I kind of feel, too. Especially when the names keep changing and you can't even find them on census record. I mean, it's just like... And, and they've never come forward. And if anybody's seen the movies, I did, for this podcast knows how much I hate scary movies. I'm not going to go into um, a lot of detail on, but I did watch The Conjuring, be- and because um, I thought Annabelle was in that, and she like they just show her in the case for like a split second, so I got to sit through that whole movie, which was terrifying. <laughs> um, and then I watched Annabelle one, the first one, um, even though I knew it wasn't going to be accurate to, I guess at least the base story. But I'm like, oh, they just took a doll named Annabelle and
0: ran with it. Like, they just made this whole thing up. Like, they didn't even. They changed everything but the name of the doll.
1: Yes. And the doll itself. I'm sorry. That doll is terrifying. Even before she, like, starts, like, trying to murder people. Who would want that doll? Like, at least make her pretty and then have her, like, get scary. But it's like, no, she just started off horrifying from the get-go. Like.
0: Yeah, I can actually think of people who would want that doll because um, when we were at Brandon's house, Mr. Uh, Planchette himself, he had a weird looking doll that a friend gave him as a gift and it was sitting in a rocker in the corner of his house. No, Uh uh-uh people buy weird things like honestly on the spectrum of judgment looking at the weird stuff we keep in our houses people ask us the same question
1: yeah no I'm not judging well I am judging the movie (laughs) you're
0: 100% judging and so am I I wouldn't want her either
1: no I'm not judging people in real life like whatever you collect that's awesome I am judging whoever made that movie that that was the doll you went with to start with like who would open that box because
0: it's supposed to be a gift for a baby like a new that's the part that gets me that and they didn't even like she's very smudgy like yeah you get an antique doll for a baby all right first of all why but then also the antique doll you don't even try to have it cleaned well it's just like because i thought she turned evil looking
1: like what i've seen and so Mm -hmm. when they open the box this gift for a new mom who's having a baby and she's thrilled with the doll i'm like that doll looks like demonic like why, why would you like that doll? Like, that's horrifying looking. Like, she's not even pretty. Like, I don't know. So, yes, I'm judging whoever made that call. <laughs> but in real life, if you like creepy things or even, even if you love a haunted doll, that is awesome. You do you. But I don't, I I am not going to join that collectible group. <laughs> I don't want a well, haunted you, doll. you
0: can't. Your husband won't let you. Mine will buy me an Ouija board <laughs> and put it let me put it on display. Although, to be fair, I will laugh at the fact that our husbands are exactly filling in the spot that the other one doesn't do. Yes. Because Joey has no interest in me giving him readings or uh-huh. going to any of the stuff that my friends do. Like, he'll support when yeah. the coven gets together and he'll make sure we have all the things we need. <laughs> I love it. And he'll buy me a Ouija board, but he won't participate in anything. And meanwhile, Chris is okay with readings and yeah. other things, but he refuses to do Ouija boards. Yes. And wouldn't necessarily be the purse the the best gopher to like pop in and be like, Y'all need anything while we're making magic candles in the <laughs> middle of the living room. Like we did last year. So like oh, it's very I funny. Like it. they both like mi- like between the two of them, they are the perfect occult husband.
1: They are, yeah. I was thinking he'd probably bring wine. I could see him buying wine, but yeah. Oh, no.
0: absolutely. He would pour drinks. Like yeah. I love that about your husband, yes, by the way. Like I no judgment it, at all. I, I know adore what Chris. You mean. Yes. He would mix drinks, but he wouldn't necessarily be like, Babe, can you go grab me the thing from the thing where no. the other things are? No, no, no. Which no. Joey was like, Do you need me to grab what you were talking about a minute ago? Yes, thank you very much. Like, literally, Allison asked him the other day if he was coming to the Solstice Gathering at her house because he was so nice to have her around last year. I love it. I love it. No obligation, babe. You don't have to. But I love that my witchy friends think that about you. So it's like between the two of them, they are perfect. But separate, they're perfect for each of us. They Well, they
1: are, and we're very lucky. Like, I feel very lucky all the time. So when he does say no, I'm like, you know what? That's okay. That's okay.
0: Exactly. When Joey's like, no, I don't want to. You know what? You give me a lot of wiggle room. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
1: So that is the Annabelle doll. So that's our first warning. If you're buying a vintage doll, just feel the vibes on it. Like, fill it out a little bit before you buy it.
0: I did see an Instagram post the other day that made me think of you because it was before your message yesterday that Mm -hmm. you were, like, over the movies. Yes. Um. Where there was a post and it said, it was, it's a, it looks like a Reddit thread, Uh but it's, it's always this doll is haunted and ominously shattering China and never, how can I provide adequate enrichment for my haunted doll so she doesn't destroy (laughs) stuff out of boredom? Me too, because it was followed up by responsible haunted doll ownership means that acknowledging your doll's need for interaction and playtime, make sure to give her plenty of stuff to look at with her rolling eyes and shatterproof things to knock over. Remember that knocking the picture frames off the walls, inverting crosses, and leaving long disturbing claw marks on your wallpaper is natural haunted doll behavior and should be managed in a way in which is healthy for both you and your doll. Oh my god, that is brilliant. That finished brilliant. with your doll is not evil; she's just bored. <laughs> That is brilliant. Oh my god, that's
1: too funny. I love it. And I absolutely Uh adore
0: that one of the comments afterwards says, I mounted a few fidget spinners on my wall with easy to tear off Velcro, so she can move them, spin them, turn them into gears and stuff like that, and my bookshelf remains unbothered. (laughs) This is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard. (laughs) <laughs> so, addendum to the PSA, if you're going to bring a haunted yes, doll into your home, yes. ensure that she has an enrichment-rich environment in which to enjoy her life so that your things don't get broken. Oh my god, it may it sound like a Montessori or like setting up a playroom. Like or like you have a playroom. bored dog that's chewing on things. Yeah. Like yeah. It is perfect. Like, if you're going to have these spirits in your home, please tr- treat them responsibly. Understand, as their new caretaker, you have a job to do. Oh my gosh. That is
1: brilliant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, and speaking of other haunted toys that do things on their own, I think you've got another <laughs> PSA warning.
0: <laughs> to share I do!
1: For your Christmas I... shopping.
0: <laughs> so. I ended up getting super distracted um, because I was looking at different uh, haunted toys in general, and I came across some small stories like, Uh my sister had a Barbie that was a Dr. Barbie edition, and it came with a stethoscope that made heartbeat sounds. Uh My sister and I were playing in her room, not even near the Barbie or her medical, quote, equipment, and the heartbeat sound began, but it was slower than usual. As we got closer, and we took the batteries out since we assumed the batteries were dying. But we we got closer and closer, and the heartbeats got louder and faster, and we ran out of the room screaming when the Barbie fell on the floor. Oh my god! No draft, no windows were open. The Barbie was even propped up in a position where she shouldn't have fallen. <gasps> That's creepy. Exactly. And then I have a whole article on like creepy doll, uh, creepy toys from the past that are absolutely going to be shared on. On our social medias Yay! because it is ridiculous and I absolutely, you, you need the visuals to go with it. Yes, of course. But the f- official rabbit hole that I fell down was one that is near and dear to my heart because I had one as a child. Uh Furbies! <laughs> Furbies! Because they are making a comeback or have been making a comeback for the last few years. Wow. So I was like, yes, I need to get... Because I was just literally Googling haunted toys. Right. And Furbies kept coming up. And I'm like, ooh, because they're back. And I remember them as a child. Yeah. Yes. I even posted on my personal page. Yeah. Asking my friends, like, what horror stories they had with Furbies. Uh Uh-huh. And I love this. One of my friends from college, Sarah, her response was literally, uh... Dot, dot, dot. I just bought one for my daughter for Christmas. I don't need to see these horror stories. Oh, no.
1: So if if you're listening to the podcast, maybe turn it off now. Maybe don't keep listening. If you got
0: Furbies for your kids, turn it off now. Or, or keep an eye out and give us your listener stories for Paranormal Day this year so that we can share updates (laughs) to your children's toys.
1: Oh my gosh, so what did you find? Because I, this is, I mean, I I was very blessed and had a lot of toys, but I never had a Furby.
0: I had a Furby, but mine actually didn't do a lot of the weird things. Mm. But I will say, like, the random, like, talking in the middle of the night, Mm -hmm. or, like, I don't, so for context, we've Mm -hmm. established very strongly that I very clearly have ADHD, Mm -hmm. and there are some fantastic, like, Reddit threads of people, like, just sharing the, for instance, of if your house is haunted, you just kind of assume it's your ADHD. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, all yeah. the all the chairs are on the table. I guess I was going to vacuum. I should probably do that now. Yes! Or yes. all the cabinets are open. Damn it, I thought I closed the ball. And you close all the cabinets. So, for all I know, my Furby was possessed, and I just thought I was leaving it in different places. Well, there you go. Because that happened with all my toys, and I don't know. <laughs> Like, a lot of my friends came up with the, I wanted one so badly because, like, millennial children, we were absolutely adamant about wanting this toy. Uh-huh. Um, hers would go off in the middle of the night at random, uh, random times. Uh, another friend of mine piped up with the batteries in hers corroded slowly, and so it caused extra mechanical issues. Oh. Uh, Zephyr, bless her, said their existence is unsettling in its own right. <laughs> to be fair... She is technically Gen X and like very firmly in the gremlin generation. And okay. I will say that Furbies do look like Mogwai. Like, yeah. that's not a question. True. I'm still convinced that they should have been sued for like copyright infringement because they looked so much like the dolls in the movies. Oh, yeah. But um, the most disturbing of my friend stories, like, I have so many worse ones to share from Reddit and right. from Quora and some other groups. My least favorite response. Oh, God. Is from a friend of mine that I was in the park service with. She collects them. Mm Mm-hmm. The old Furbies, she collects them. Okay. And they are so old that they have, quote, forever sleep syndrome. What is that? The rest of her comment was not as creepy when their eyes are always closed. And I said, like, did you just opt to not add batteries? And she shared that they have batteries, but they're 25 years old, new and out of the box. So they're known to have what is known as forever sleep. It's a thing in the Furby community. By the way, there's a Furby community. Oh, wow. No judgment. Um, they,
1: but I did not know that. Yeah.
0: Whoa. I didn't know it was a thing either. I'm just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, but yeah, apparently they just kind of stay asleep and they'll turn on for a little while if you slam them down hard enough to go in a repetitive motion, but then they fall back asleep.
1: So they're just waiting. They're just sitting there, sleeping and waiting.
0: I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. That's Um,
1: I don't. Ooh, creepy.
0: Exactly. Um, Another friend of mine has a different history podcast that we absolutely need to do a collaboration. Yeah. Kina uh, Kina said hers went rogue and said what what sounded like "You're going to die." (gasps) No. I was a teenager and about to take my first trip to Europe. No. Uh uh, that's not cool.
1: That thing needed to go in the trash immediately.
0: That's what Trent did. Uh, apparently he had one that kept making noises in the middle of the night. So he took the batteries out and the thing still talked. And so he took it outside and threw it in the trash. Never to be seen again. Oh my gosh. That's horrifying. Oh, those are the easy stories. Like those are direct stories from my friends. Right. The ones from Ranker.com. Okay. Uh, the first one is called Nosferatu. <laughs> and their response was, well, it would be a Furby. A friend bought me one as a joke while we were stationed in Germany, and the one she got me was red and black and evil-looking. Fast forward a couple of weeks after losing interest in the thing, I'm sleeping and I hear this demonic, gravelly voice coming from my bookshelf. Not the sound of batteries running out, but a seriously demonic voice. I jump up and turn the lights on and search for the sound. I hear it coming from the top shelf, and when I look, nothing is there. Suddenly I hear the voice behind me and the little bastard is sitting on top of my wall locker just repeating the ka ka, like if you know what the sounds are like ee right. ee, ee noises and then it says hello son I've missed you that thing's going out the window Throw that thing I immediately out the window. took it out to the burn pit and cleansed it with fire it screamed as it's burned and I can still hear the screams 10 years later what what is happening <laughs> oh my god The next one's titled, When Furbies Are Pure Nightmare Fuel. Oh, God. I had two Furbies. They were buried in the bottom of my toy box. Sleeping in the dead of night, years after I got them, I hear a deep, slow voice groaning, Feed me. No. No. Her response, oh, hell no. Uh, Screamed, ran to my parents' room, woke them both up, and had them come into my room to get the monster away. They're digging around the room when we hear it again feed me Uh uh-uh. more screaming and crying uh finally my dad pulls it uh, this half-dead furby from inside the toy box and goes to smash it with a hammer in the garage still have nightmares of that one oh my god what was in these furbies <laughs> what did they do the next one a furby never dies they just bite their time Oh my gosh. I had a Furby that I loved for a few months because like, let's be real, we're all kids and we get bored after a while. Yeah. And then I turned her off and set her up in my closet. I didn't want to give her away. She sat there in view with her eyes closed for probably four years. One day I opened my closet door and her eyes are open. She Mm -mm. blinked at me and then I got rid of her. Yeah. I don't blame you there. No. And this one's a direct tie-in to Gremlins because it's titled, Don't Feed a Furby After Midnight.
1: Oh my god, I love
0: it. (laughs) Yes. So my brother had one that he left in the kitchen one night. In my half-asleep stupor, all I could see was black kitchen blobs since I didn't want to turn on the light and burn my eyes out. So I get my glass of water and start to head back when I hear something giggle behind me. Mm -mm. Then ask for food. What? I couldn't see anything, so I just back away slowly and it said, Bye! no i didn't go into the kitchen the next day until my mom went and i figured out what the what it was turns out i couldn't see because he took all the fur part off and so it was a black blob of parts oh my god i'm glad i couldn't see anything because there really were just a pair of eyes to see and it would (gasps) have scared me worse than anything so that was not them being haunted or creepy that's literally your brother doing weird things with his toys
1: yes and i have seen pictures of furbies without the fur and
0: it's no boy no They're freaking weird, Weird, right? They are. They're super creepy. This one I love in a horrible way. Just because it's like so fitting and like you, you, you as a, honestly trigger warning for mothers out there. Okay. So when I was about, let's say seven or eight, I had two Furbies, a mom Furby and a baby Furby. One day my other brothers were messing around with the baby Furby, throwing it up in the air over and over again until one of them eventually drops it and it ends up making some weird noises, closing its eyes and never turning back on. The mom Furby apparently hears this and makes the exact same noises and proceeds to die off as well. The mom Furby died of apparent sadness over the death of her child. What? Like they changed the batteries in both numerous times and they never came back to life. So unsurprisingly, Furbies have been a slightly traumatic experience for them. Oh my god! Are they, what is in these?
1: I feel like there are little beans in these. Like, right? What is possessing these
0: Furbies? I have no idea. Oh, my God. The next one is called It's Raining Furbies. Okay. In elementary school, I was invited to sleep over at my friend Sally's for her birthday. There were quite a few girls going, and we were told everyone was going to sleep in the family room, and somehow I scored the couch. Now, Sally loved Furbies, and above the couch was a shelf dedicated to them. Okay. There was a ton of Furbies in different shapes and sizes and colors on the shelf. The party's okay. Everyone gets ready for bed, and I get comfortable on the couch. Fast forward a few hours. Everyone is dead asleep. I am myself in a nice deep sleep when suddenly the shelf breaks and the wooden part falling behind the couch while the Furbies rain down on my sleeping form. Oh my God. Whatever activates Furbies, movement or sound, whatever, they came alive and I'm woken by a horde of Furbies all over me talking, moving and looking at me. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. (laughs) That just sounds painful too. Yep. Um, Now this one... This one gets me a little bit because it's titled Don't Buy a Self-Proclaimed Haunted Furby. Okay, what happened? (laughs) So my sister used to collect all these Furbies, hundreds. It was weird, but that's just her. Apparently my friend can relate. (laughs) One day she buys one on eBay. We thought it was a joke and it said haunted Furby. It was cheap enough that she went for it. Huge mistake. Oh no. Strange things started happening after she got it. She started noticing some things coming up missing, and at first she blamed me, but after searching my room, she dropped it. For a couple weeks, Furbies would come up missing without a trace, and my sister had become depressed about the loss. One night I woke up, it was pitch black, I could hear something small moving out in the hallway. Oh my god. I gave a disgusted groan at the thought of rats. I got out of bed, grabbed my hockey stick, and I felt my way to the door, and just as I pulled it open, I heard the noises that Furbies make. (gasps) Oh my god. Still pitch black, all I could see were two robotic eyes on the floor. I yelled in shock and gave a relieved laugh when I realized it was just a Furby. Figuring my dog had been playing with it and, like, that would be the case of the missing Furbies, the dog was taking them all. I grabbed the toy and shuffled to my sister's room to return the furry toy. I opened my sister's door, leaving the light off as not to wake her. Trying not to trip over anything, I made my way to her Furby shelf and I had just set it down and was making my way out of the room when I stepped on something hard. Biting my lip to keep from crying out in pain, I looked down to see what I had stepped on and I couldn't make out what it was in the poor light. I bent over, picked it up, and it was a Furby head. (gasps) Looking at the floor a little longer, I discovered that her floor was littered with pieces of Furbies everywhere. And this is the part where I wonder if this is a real story. Okay. That's when I heard my sister's muffled cries and I looked over to see she was tied up and gagged. And then I heard the Furbies behind me.
1: What? Okay. I call BS on that story. Same. Yes. I don't believe it.
0: There are some other ones that are pretty fantastic. I got one for my homebound aunt the year they came out. She passed away and it came back to me as a memento. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't stay put away or without batteries for more than a month or so. It refuses to be ignored like a creature from the episode of The Twilight Zone. Oh
1: my god!
0: Somehow it talks people in my life into finding it in boxes, closets, basements, storage lockers, what have you. Thanks to my 5-year-old and the dog currently laying on the corner of my in my living room gibbering as I type this. In the future I will be living in a padded room with a piece of filthy fake fur repeatedly telling me that I'm boring as my only company. That's oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> now I don't remember if you remember hearing about all of this, but like when we were kids, they would talk about how the FAA, the NSA, the Pentagon and the Navy were all banning the Furby. Because it was a security risk. Well, no, but this entire time
1: I'm like, were these like spying on people? Like that was already running through my head. Like, were these exactly. like, we used to spy on fa- in people's homes? <laughs> mm.
0: Precisely. And like, I know that there was a I can't remember what podcast it was on. So I've been thinking about this since I started researching this a couple weeks uh-huh. ago. And it was a podcast I was listening to years ago, which is why I have no idea what episode to even double check my source on it or anything. But apparently there was somebody who had written into the podcast whose uncle worked for, I want to say the CIA? Uh Uh-huh. And they found out that she had wanted a Furby for her birthday. And they were like, absolutely not. Do not get a Furby. It is not safe. And so it contributed to the Furby spying on people thing. Uh Uh-huh. And then I found an article written by Terry Krause, an FAA historian. Okay. And it's a short article, so I'll probably just read most of it. But they shared that in 1999, the Furby became the hottest selling holiday gift for toys and some adults. I mean, I was one of those children. (laughs) I can attest to this. Um, For those of you who don't know, it is a Furby. uh, Furby is an electronic robotic toy that resembled a hamster or owl-like creature and became a must-have toy. $14 sold in 1999, by the way. Wow. The first successful attempt to produce and sell a domestically aimed robot, a newly purchased Furby Furby would start speaking Furbish, a unique Furby language, and it would start using English words and phrases in place of Furbish over time. Its speaking capabilities were translated into 24 languages for the global market, by the way. Holy moly. Had a simple electric motor and a system of cams and gears that closed the Furby's eyes and mouth, raised its ears and lifted it off the ground, like for the little walking motion right and they were also programmed with certain responses to stimuli like tickling a furby might prompt it to kiss you and then if it was petted after that it was more likely to kiss you again in the future oh we okay yeah unsurprisingly many found the furby to be annoying because it chattered continually it had no off button which valid right as long as the batteries remained charged the toy continued to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk if you put two or more Furbies together, they would interact with each other. And I do remember that. They would oh. sing. They would chat. It was trippy. Oh, my gosh. Like, if one sneezes, the other one does. It's bizarre. Oh, that okay. That sounds kind of cute. Right. Um, but some considered the Furby a danger and even an enemy of the nation. The FAA, for example, became concerned that Furbies could disrupt flight equipment, with rumors circulating that the agency had put Furbies on its no-fly list. Oh, how funny. Right? The FAA denied allegations and explained, we did recommend that Furbies should not be on when the plane is below 10,000 feet. (laughs) The FAA spokesperson said, we look at the Furby as any other electronic device, likening it to portable radios, laptops, and beepers, because it is, again, 1999, 2000, 2001. And that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And as a result of the FAA's concerns, most airlines did ask passengers to remove the Furby's batteries. And in response, the toy manufacturer replied with there have been no reports of Furby's interfering with any kind of takeoff or landing. Oh. But this does continue the misconception yes. that Furby's repeated the words or said around them. And so consumers thought that Furbies contained built-in recorders that could repeat audio, not realizing that the toy was pre-programmed and would say these same words aloud regardless of what was spoken to it. Okay, okay. Like, they went for common childhood phrases. Right. No matter what you said, you could say, Polly wants a cracker to the Furby, and it would still respond with, I love you. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense, yes. Yes. But because of the new sensors and the new technology, it it was strange, and people and some federal agencies did not understand how the technology worked. And uh, many erroneous erroneous assumptions without actually performing an autopsy on the critter to see how it really worked like mm-hmm. again 23 years ago none of us were in tech
1: yeah no exactly and as you were talking cuz i mean i have a general idea of what the furby looked like but i'm like i'm going to google it just to kind of refresh my memory the new ones are kind of cute the old ones are a I
0: little the old ones were cute but there... i'm also a sucker for gremlins and i think the, the Mogwai well, are cute. Well, I think they're cute, but the old ones kind of creeped me out. I'm not
1: going to lie. Sorry to people that love the vintage, but it just, I, I don't know. I was funny. looking and I'm like, this is kind of creepy. Like, it's kind of Maybe that's why I never had one. Maybe at, probably at the, maybe at the time I thought these are creepy.
0: I mean, you're bound to have standards at some point when it came to <laughs> creepy things.
1: I mean, yeah, exactly. I clearly
0: didn't, but <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs>
1: Well, I didn't find much creepy, but I, barely. I drew the line on that. That's
0: funny. Oh my gosh! Uh, as a result of this misconception, some accuse Furbies of being spies because they had a learned language, mm-hmm. and as such, must they absolutely have to contain some kind of insidious recording devices? Uh, the U.S. National Security Agency, for example, banned the toy from its headquarters in 1999. Because wow. photography and audiovisual recording equipment were also prohibited in NSA headquarters. Oh, my gosh. I love and the agency that. was worried that the toy might unintentionally record and repeat classified information.
1: Wow. I love how, like, this is banned, this is banned, and a Furby. <laughs> and, and Furbies yes. are banned, too. I love it.
0: They were on the no-go list. That's so funny. Uh, it doesn't stop there. The Naval Shipyard in Portsmouth, Virginia also banned the bug-eyed toy for security reasons. Wow. According to an email from the shipyard shared with the press, security personnel were to seize any Furbies they saw and question the owners.
1: That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. So That's too funny.
0: One of the craziest theories circulated at the time revolved around the idea that Furby could somehow launch spacecraft. Wait,
1: What? What? <laughs>
0: i don't remember hearing that one
1: yeah that's yeah i kind of doubt it
0: (laughs) soon after the nsa ban the owner of tiger electronics the toy manufacturer Uh publicly announced that the toy actually had no ability to record anything the company actually issued a statement announcing furby is not a spy
1: (laughs) i love it that's too funny
0: uh, apparently, despite the company's explanation, many still feared the Furby. In one bizarre case, after finding a suspicious package on her front porch, a woman in Waldorf, Maryland, she called the sheriff's office. Uh, the package, with an out-of-town return address that the woman did not recognize, kept beeping and humming and afraid to open it. The sheriff's deputies called the bomb squad. When when the team opened the package, they found a Furby inside. <laughs> weird for it to just show up on your doorstep I mean I'll
1: give her a little credit my guess is that somebody
0: sent a direct order to her house like they got it for her as a gift and kind of like how Amazon return addresses aren't always like an actual person you know
1: right probably
0: yep uh (laughs) <laughs> as these reports got more and more common, a uh, spokeswoman for Tiger Electronic just kept reiterating, people are presuming they contain recording devices because the dolls react to light, touch, sound, and even seem to learn ig- English. Uh-huh. But uh, apparently as the toy's popularity decreased over time, so did the concerns about its ability to disrupt flights and re- record classified information. Okay. So we might see an increase in how terrifying Furbies are for the future. Maybe I mean I wonder if
1: the new ones do anything different like or if they're more advanced or
0: or we're just more familiar with right. like reactive toys like now that tickle me Elmo has taken over the world like are we less scared of furbies
1: well yeah and also now that we have like Alexa in our homes and think our phones actually do listen to us when you're talking about something and then you start getting ads on your phone for that thing I mean
0: exactly like we're a lot more used to this concept yeah. And so, like, it's probably not going to lead to quite so many rumors. I I wouldn't think so. No. But, yeah, are Furbies haunted slash possessed? Who knows? Just don't ask the NSA, apparently.
1: That's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I will say that
0: one of the rumors that the Pentagon had banned the toy was not apparently verifiable.
1: Okay. I'm just thinking, but, who in the Pentagon is like, I'm going to bring my Furby to work today? Like, it just, Right? Like,
0: I mean, what level of bring my kid to school or bring my kid to work day is going to involve the child being exposed to classified information for their toy to hear anyway?
1: Well, yeah, and I, that's why I was thinking with the shipyards, too. Like, is there really a demand for bringing your Furby to the shipyards? I, like, I kind of doubt it.
0: Yeah. And like, yeah, we all put weird stuff on our desks at work. But like, especially in 1999, I don't see that being a common thing. Like the crazy stuff on your desk. I'm assuming now granted I was not an adult in the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. I I became an adult in the early 2000s. Shut up. Don't judge me. Uh Anyway. I didn't have a desk until the last 10 years, so I don't know how crazy people were with their desks, but yeah. I don't remember that being a thing before the 90s, really. Like, even in movies, people didn't have crazy things on their desks, like a toy collectible collection.
1: Yeah, no, I don't remember that either. Because even the few offices I was in and saw people's desks, I mean, they may have, like, collectibles or a collection, but it wasn't just, like, random toys or things like that. Like, I don't know, it feels like it was more serious. Like, it wasn't as... You couldn't just, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, have a little more fun with it. Like, I feel like you can today.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, not to blame my genre of everything that I enjoy, but I feel like TV shows like Criminal Minds and NCIS with Garcia and Abby having really funky computer desks and, Uh like, really bringing the IT effect into being, that made it more acceptable socially to have funky things on your desk?
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: both of those shows were after this.
1: Right. 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 Yeah, no, I think, I mean, it's an assumption, but it feels like a safe assumption, at least.
0: That is my guess. If you were involved in the business (laughs) world and you had a desk that you decorated with very strange things or had an office mate with very strange things before 1999 or around 1999 or earlier, please let us know that we're very, very wrong. Yeah,
1: that'd be cool to know. Because
0: we weren't there and we don't know.
1: Nope, nope, we weren't well so it's kind of interesting i don't know for the annabelle definitely be careful maybe not the best gift furbies kind of depends
0: i legitimately want to hear like i'm definitely going to bother sarah in a couple months to find out if anything weird happened with her kid's toy but to be fair some of these were Stories where they played with the Furby for a few months, got bored, stuck it in a toy chest or the closet, and long after the batteries should have died, they came back to life.
1: That's what's weird to me. So, like,
0: well we're gonna are we gonna get some interesting stories in like twenty twenty seven.
1: Yeah, or like exactly. Or like they took the batteries out and it was still talking and doing things. That's a big no no go for me. Uh uh-uh, uh. Don't like that.
0: Yeah, like if the battery's dying and it's doing that slow down speech that even like Teddy Ruxpin was known for doing, like yeah, that's that's different. That's technological and we're familiar with it. But like if it suddenly drops several octaves, yeah, and the batteries are fresh, maybe call an exorcist. I don't know.
1: Maybe I was trying to think of any of Tom's toys. I think we had one when he was little, like a baby. And it would like zoom around the carpet and drop the little like colored balls, and you know you'd have to put them back in. Like it was one of those games for like a toddler, and it had yeah. the creepiest laugh. It'd be like, Hee-h-h-h-h-h-h. and like it was so creepy. <laughs> I can't do it well, but I, there were one or two occasions. I'm not saying it was haunted, but it was weird. There was one or two occasions that I do remember that thing going off by itself and going off at night.
0: By itself, and
1: you'd hear it. It only happened like once or twice, but it'd be like, Bleh. like, no, no. And I remember I'd run in there and like turn it off, and I just be like, please, dear God, don't go off again. Like, please don't go off again. <laughs> Nope,
0: nope, nope, nope. Hard nope and uh, nope.
1: Yeah, and it's probably like something would hit it because it was thrown in a toy bin. So it probably just something fell on it and like... Yeah, because nothing's ever stacked properly in the
0: toy bin. So something shifts, gravity happens, and it gets nudged and it goes off.
1: So honestly, it's probably what it was. But hearing that creepy laugh when you know nobody's playing with it, I was like, I I don't like this toy. This is not a good toy.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, absolutely. Like... uh-huh. It's it's there. What is that meme that goes around once in a while? Like, um, there's nothing more beautiful than the sound of a child laughing, unless it's two in the morning and you don't have kids. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which, <laughs> by the way, and I, one of the podcasts I know I told you this, Kate, but one of the podcasts I listened to about Annabelle because I mean there were several. Uh, um, mm-hmm. the guy did a very good job. He he was very dramatic, and I mean that in a good way. Like he really pulled you into the story. But the entire time he had the audacity to play creepy kids like music box music and kept having this little girl randomly laughing and i was like no like this story is creepy enough how dare <laughs> you sir like how dare you have this little <laughs> like no no i got so creeped out it was like 9 30 in the morning that i was like no nope, i'm turning on hallmark i am watching a hallmark movie now because no don't
0: like it after you shared uh your situation with the dolls and the toys and the podcasts and everything yeah uh the friend that i was hanging out with yesterday laura the one who's actually making us watch all of the scream movies and had us right? watching all of the final destination movies yes. she immediately piped up with the yeah the doll that scarred me as a child was the one in poltergeist with the long arms that reaches around and takes the kid under the bed and she promptly brings up that clip on youtube so we get to watch it right before we go to sleep
1: oh no. wait have you not seen poltergeist
0: not in its entirety as an adult, no.
1: Oh, my god! Yeah, that doll is horrifying. It's awful. That was, okay, weirdly enough, because I'm a wuss when it comes to scary movies, I love Poltergeist. Like, that was one of my favorite movies, like, in middle school. But, yeah, that scene is horrifying. That doll is...
0: Like, first of all, that doll is horrifying. Don't buy your kid a clown yeah. doll unless they really love clowns. And then also don't leave it sitting on a chair facing their bed.
1: Well, and again, but, it's one of the dolls yeah. that, like, it just looks creepy. Like, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like this innocent little clown doll. It looks horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. She made y'all watch that scene. Like,
0: like as we were lying in bed, we're about to go to sleep. Yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, that movie. Play.
1: Oh, my gosh. Poltergeist. Oh,
0: in her defense, she's also the kind of person who's like, find us something to watch while we get ready for bed. And so, like, I find forensic files and she's happy
1: love that y'all can do that when I go to bed it's gotta either be office golden girls or so like I have to go to bed with something super happy (laughs) like I can't do anything scary or dark Um, so that's so funny oh my gosh well this has been your Christmas (laughs) PSA be careful what you buy when you're out doing your last minute shopping (laughs) Um,
0: especially if you're shopping in antique stores or on eBay like Just keep an eye out and remember that you can have things blessed or packed with selenite or (laughs) something, maybe buy them for yourself so you know what's up when you get it and you're not confusing somebody with a mystery address and a Furby inside.
1: Yeah, good points, good points. Well, (laughs) I guess that will do it before um, this little holiday episode. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes and thank you all for bearing with us we probably should put a psa at the beginning of this episode about like you know haunted toys ahead but yes, if you enjoyed the episode like you know obviously like re- leave a review on apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you are with podcast listening leave a review there and make sure you're hitting subscribe because i mean it's free and it lets you know when we have new episodes
1: yeah absolutely and we want to hear from you Tell us your Furby stories or haunted doll stories Or just what you think about this episode If there are any other spirited topics or toys You want us to cover in future episodes Except for Robert the doll Unless you are willing to come on and do it yourself then we Or if you know somebody yeah. who's an
0: expert on the topic And wants to come on like Then by all means subject, suggest it Otherwise No Exactly no
1: uh, but you can always find us on Instagram or Facebook at calling all spirits pod or you can email us at calling all spirits at gmail.com.
0: And I don't care how lucky you're feeling. Do not send us a haunted doll.
1: No, no. Nope. It will be. Returned I don't I don't I don't have
0: a soft spot in my heart for vintage Raggedy Ann dolls. No. I don't have a soft spot in my heart for vintage dolls of any sort. And I had a Furby as a kid that was satisfied. I'm good. Thanks. And bye. <laughs>
1: I agree. And until next time, bye, everybody.
0: Bye.